Hello and welcome to The Family Show. I'm your host, Eleanor Rossman, and joining us today and every week are Brendan Randy Lee. Good to be here. How are you doing? Doing great. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Um, my understanding is that today's topic is evolving. It is evolving, right? So so when we finished the show last week, Eleanor, you said, can we do a show on miracles? And I wrote that down, do a show on miracles, because it's like you're the host, so who am I to tell you you can't do a show because on miracles? Because you do all the work, right? and I just oh, press I just, a button. No, no. But anyway, so so if you want to do a show on miracles, we do a show on miracles, right? Power the host. But But then as the week wore on, I'm sorry to say... I started thinking maybe we could do part of the show on miracles mm-hmm. on prayer too, because prayer and miracles are they're kind of related. And recently, I was reading Romans eight twenty six for we do not know how to pray as we ought. Yes, which got me noticing a bunch of ways way bunch of ways that I mess up prayer. So we could talk about miracles and how not to pray like Randy, right? But then Sunday, Feast of Corpus Christi, we were out at St. Matt's and Deacon Mike was preaching and Deacon Mike had some really fun images in his homily on the body and blood, which I thought would be neat to talk about. And I thought that would be okay because what's the perfect prayer but the mass right? and what's the perfect miracle but the Eucharist, right? right? So Eucharist prayers and and miracles, right? So anyway, oh, which a pack show, right? Which, which, <laughs> which brings us strangely enough to Keith Green, right? Big Christian music artist in the seventies, and Keith had Augustine kind of roots, sort of a lost for a while, sort of a searching for a while dynamic about his life, right? And not only did Keith end up a Christian musician, but Keith also ended up walking around his town out in California in the 70s, finding broken people, lost people, homeless people, addicted people, and Keith would bring them home. Wow. Right? In fact, Keith did this so much, Keith's home became seven homes. It was like a commune out in California, right? And and Keith's wife, Melody, would, would be like, so Keith, the house is full again. Where are we supposed to live, well, right? And and Keith would say, I guess we need to build another house, right? So so they got to seven, right? And you know, you've got you've got um you know Keith saying, um, you know, big Christian artist and Keith would always be bringing these broken singers and, and people home. And people would ask him Keith, what are you doing? And Keith would be like, I'm bringing home Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Keith would point to the, the sheep and the goats parable. <laughs> Whatever you did to the least of my brothers, you did to me, which tended to garner two responses. First was, Keith, you can't take that stuff literally, <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. which you know, where have we heard that before, especially on the feast of Corpus Christi, right? Yeah, and and secondly, they would say, Keith, how did you end up this way? You know, kind of Christian crazy, right? And Keith would say, God performed a miracle in my life. You know, well, what are you going to ask? Well, what miracle? Yeah, I want to hear right? about what it. What miracle? 
Intriguingly, Keith would say, God changed me, and no other miracle could have changed me so much as God changing me. You know, I could have watched God throw a mountain in the ocean, and it wouldn't have changed me as much as seeing God change me, Hmm. which is an incredible observation. Miracles are not transformative until they are personal. Yeah. Right? Sure. I mean, you think about that statement, I could have watched God throw a mountain in the ocean. It wouldn't have changed me, right? (laughs) You know, and you think about, well, you think, well, wow, I saw God throw a mountain into the ocean. But then you think about what your response really would be. Sure, God can heal you. God can forgive you. But that's you. I'm different. Oh, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You don't know where I'm at, right, right. where I've been. You don't know how bad I am. Except or... maybe yeah. God can throw, you don't know, mind is it, whatever. Maybe God can throw a mountain into the ocean. But that doesn't mean he can get a life preserver into my sea, mm-hmm. right? My sea's too deep, right? My sea's too dark. So, so Deacon Mike, he's got this great story, right? Coming up on Father's Day, or it could have been Mother's Day, right? Um, our kids will come up to us, and they will say, "What? Happy Father's Day!" Before that, right? What do you want for breakfast? Like, right? <laughs> hey, Dad. Hey, Mom. What do you want mm-hmm. for Father's Day? What do you want for Mother's Day? And how do we respond? Honestly. Of course not, right? We don't we don't say I want a Lamborghini, I want a house with a pool, I want a Super Bowl ring, you know, preferably from a year that my team won, right? That's not how we respond. We respond reasonably. Okay, so let me think about this. What's the appropriate price range here, mm-hmm. right? what are my options in that price range? Okay, so here's the option. Now, let me make it easy to find, right? Lowe's Loft, whatever, right? Aisle 7, bin 3, get it in green, right? This is easy. I'm making it easy for you, right? All they have to do is find the bin and pick it up, right? So what happens at Father's Day, Mother's Day? You get the box, you open it up, and... It's not what you asked for, (laughs) right? I explained it, right? I spelled it out for you. And you can't say anything because that would be rude. Oh, it would be devastating. Yeah. Yeah. But how could they screw it up, right? Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthday, same thing. Let me count the ways. Right? So, Feast of Corpus Christi, check it out, John 6. Guess what? It's the same thing thing, right? What happens first half John 6? John feeds the multitude, then he gathers up the scraps, 12 12 baskets full of scraps, right? Then he leaves. What do the people do? They go to the grocery store. Wow, that was a close call. Better pick up some groceries before we run out again, right? No, that's not what happens. What do they do? They follow Jesus. They still don't have any groceries, still have anything to eat, and they just take off and follow Jesus further into the wilderness, right? Why? Why do they do that? 
because they know Jesus can feed them, right? He just did. They just saw it. And they want him to feed them again. More loaves, more fishes, right? Remember, he's got 12 baskets of scraps. He started out last time with five loaves and se- yeah. seven loaves, five fish, whatever it was, right. right? Think what he can make with those 12 baskets of scraps, right? Right. So Jesus sits them all down and he offers them what? More loaves and fishes? No. Eat my body mm-hmm. and drink my blood. It's Father's Day all over again. John even tells us Jesus knew they wanted loaves and fishes. Right. Right. And they're all looking at Jesus going, Jesus, buddy, why are you making this hard? Aisle seven, bin three, just pull out the baskets from yesterday and multiply them. This body and blood stuff, it's gross for us. It's painful for you. Let's not go there. Just give us what we ask for. And there's the rub. Why isn't Jesus giving them what they want? Because he can't? That's not it, right? Because he can't afford it, right? Because he doesn't want them to have what they want? That's not it. Because he wants them to have more, Mm -hmm. right? He wants, why doesn't he give them the gift they want? Because he wants them to have less. No, he wants them to have more. They asked for a screwdriver, and he wanted them to have, wants them to have, eternal life. He wants them to have more than even the Lamborghini. We're so Mm short-sighted. We are. I was just reading this morning, you can't match what God, you have to think of God's expectations for you, but we don't. We think of our own, Mm -hmm. and we limit ourselves. And our prayers are, well, if you could do this, if you, but we keep putting it in our will. Yeah. That we have to, we were talking about making ourselves available to God's will. You know, that reminds me um, years ago when I used to work for a, a senator. And um, I, I met just by chance when I was down in Washington, his spiritual director at one time. Mm. A priest, very nice priest, and I was in Washington to ask the senator for some favors because I was working on another issue and unrelated to being working for the senator. So the priest said, "Oh, what are you asking for?" And I said, "Well, you know, I'm just hoping like I can get some tips on this." And he said, "Oh no, that's not enough. <laughs> ask for more, way more than that." I said, "Well, I don't want to be greedy." He goes, "No, no, you don't understand. Ask for more." Mm-hmm. Ask for generosity. So I learned something. I thought, you know what? To me, that priest was Jesus speaking to right. me to say, right. we are often timid too, mm-hmm. aren't we? About, mm-hmm. well, just give me this or yeah. just let me. God wants to give us eternity. Yeah. Yeah. In paradise with our beloved. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and you're right. Timid is a great word. We are We are timid in what we would ask of him. Yeah. Right? I mean, and that's that's John 6. These people are saying, I want lunch. And yeah. Jesus is saying, I want you in paradise for eternity. Yes. 
Well, that's evolving. <laughs> We're going to we'll stop and take a break right now, but we'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to the Family Show on Holy Family Radio with Brenda and Randy Lee. So stay tuned. the family show with Brendan Randy Lee and we're talking about that God wants to give us more more that's right and you know Deacon Mike in, in his homily for Corpus Christi um, out at St. Matt's he was saying at mass you know that people come to him and they say to him Deacon I'm not fed in mass I'm not fed in mass, yeah. right? He had a great response to this. Well, I've heard that from people well, before. This is it's I, not feeding me. It's well, mm-hmm. it's absurd, right? I, I mean, you think about it, right? And it's like, well, you know, that's funny because I thought I just saw you put the Eucharist in your yeah. mouth and swallow it, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I mean, I kind of like eating, right? The 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 one thing you most certainly are in mass is fed. Yeah, that that for ha- sure. it happens right. in mass. That's mm-hmm. the point of mass, right? Which really cuts to the heart of John six, right? Paul says in First Corinthians thirteen, on this side of the veil, we see in a mirror dimly, yes, right? 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 We stumble around, can't tell food from food, life from life. Right. My buddy Dan Delp, right, battling with cancer, right? And he just posted on Facebook, we can't even tell watermelon from watermelon. Right? Dan's like, I want watermelon. And this stuff they're selling today, mm. pink, seedless, <laughs> juiceless, yeah. smaller than yeah. a volleyball, is not watermelon. Okay. Right? Watermelon is right off the bat ginormous, mm-hmm. right? It has seeds. You can try and swallow the white ones, but you have to spit the black ones out, right? right? Watermelon is juicy. It's messy. It's deep red. Dan says, and that's what I want. And, and, you, and that's what, what, what God saying, wants yeah, for me. Yeah, because we're settling for so much less, aren't we? Yes. We're getting these, oh, look how perfect this little watermelon is. I don't have to do anything with these seeds, but doesn't really taste that great. You're, we're settling for so much less, yeah. right? Fascinating setup to John 6 is actually John 5. God's so clever, right? <laughs> right. Jesus encounters these incredibly powerful people in Jerusalem, and they're trying to kill him, Yeah. right? But Jesus doesn't try and disassociate himself from them because of that. Instead, 
Jesus talks to them for a page and a half, right? This page and a half conversation, Jesus is pulling them in, they're pushing out, pulling in, pushing out, right? It's a conversation that culminates in Jesus saying to them, you refuse to come to me Mm -hmm. that you might have life. Yeah. He doesn't even say that you might have eternal life. He says, you might at least have life. Yeah. Jesus is like, what you guys are experiencing now, you think it's so much, but you, what you guys are experiencing now, what you're clinging to, mm-hmm. is not life, right? He's saying, even to those st- seeking to kill him, I want so much more for you, even on this side of the veil. Right. Right. I was, I was listening to Bruce Smith Sr., right, the, the other day. He's, he's the pastor out at, at Breath of Life Church in Harrisburg, right? And Bruce Smith Sr. said, you know what, you know, consider the lilies, the birds, right? Mm -hmm. Bruce is like, we're birds, right? We're birds. And we want to cling to the nest, Mm -hmm. having someone feed us. Mm -hmm. What do birds eat? Bugs and worms, right? We want to cling to the nest and have somebody come up and feed us bugs and worms. But that's not what God made you for. Mm-hmm. He made you to fly. Right. He made you to savor the fruits of the land. Right? You go back to John 6, and what's really going on are the people are saying, hey, just give us bread and fish. Yeah. We're content to spend the rest of our lives sitting here in the desert eating bread and fish. You know, it's also you think about the story of the woman, of the woman at the well, you know, and he, he asked her for a drink, you know. Mm-hmm. She said, what are you asking me for a drink for? You know, thinking of water. And he's like, if you ask me, I'll give you the water of everlasting life. I'm mm-hmm. paraphrasing that. But you know what I mean? No, but that's, and that's so perfect because she knew, right? What makes her wonderful is she knew she could have more. She knew that there was more, right? The people are saying, we're content to spend our lives sitting out here in the desert eating bread and fish. The woman isn't saying, I'm content to draw water out of this well alone my whole life, mm-hmm. isolated from everybody in my community, ashamed of who I am yeah. and what I'm about, right? She's like, you got more, I want more. Jesus, like to these people who just want bread and, and fish in the desert, you do not understand what you have, what you're proposing, what you think you want. You don't have life. You know what, too, I think when we sometimes say, you know, we want more, our understanding of more, I think sometimes is so limited by like, I, I want this car, or this mm-hmm. thing, or like adding up stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, this vacation, this, Mm -hmm. we stop there. We don't get beyond that plane of thinking that's what more means. Response is, I want more of you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, think about, it's like you're playing, let's make a deal. And you can see behind the curtain in the boxes, right? And so, you, you know, door number one is a car. Door number two is eternal life in paradise with my beloved that starts now. Yeah. Right? And you're like, oh, mm. man, that car's looking good. No, it's not. It's stupid, right? 
right? Jesus, like, you do not have life. Not, you don't even, not even just eternal life. You don't have any life, right? Well, that's why we're so restless. You know, we think yes. we get that. We're going to be, okay, now I yeah. have that. But, you know, a few days go by, like, I need something else. You know, maybe if I do this, maybe if I look over there, maybe if I shop for this, maybe if I, you know what? He's yes. giving us everything. All that other More stuff is than, trickery. Like, like mm-hmm. Eleanor was saying, I want to give you the water that will prevent you. Mm-hmm. Brenda, you're saying yeah. you come back, you thirst, you thirst, yeah. you thirst. I want to give you the water that's going to make you not thirst, right? Yeah. I could give you what you want, mm-hmm. but I love you too much to do that, mm-hmm. right? I want you to have so much more. And here's the kicker. And I am willing to die, right? I am willing to die to make sure you get mm-hmm. that so much more. Yeah. Right? I'm I'm a huge fan of Jesus healing the blind man at Bethsaida. Very great thing to say. Right? Mark 8, great miracle. So Jesus arrives at Bethsaida. People of the town bring Jesus, this blind guy, beg Jesus to heal him. Jesus takes the blind guy off by himself, spits on the guy's eyes. That's a great start, right? Mm-hmm. Places his hands on the guy's eyes. Jesus takes his hands away from the guy's eyes, asks the guy what he can see, and the guy says, I see people. They look, is, do you see trees? Or that's, like, people? that's exactly right. Yeah. They look like trees walking around. Right. And here's the fun part. What Jesus doesn't say mm-hmm. is, well, at least it's better than it was. <laughs> right. Better or, than nothing. That's right. Or, or <laughs> it's, that's probably good enough, or that's the best I can do, right? Yeah. Jesus places his hands back over the guy's eyes, and he says, let me try again. And this time the guy sees clearly. Jesus isn't into healing you halfway. He doesn't want you to have just a better life. He wants you to have an abundant life. Why does he think that he does that incrementally? And I don't, I don't think that's the only case of a healing like that. But let's just say, why not the very first time that he spit into that man's eyes the mud that he could see right away. Why was it? Is it because he's asking us to continue to ask him? Well, you know, it, it's. I mean, I, I hate to, to beg the question. I don't know why it doesn't work the first time, but I do know that Jesus does not stop until the healing is complete. Yeah. That's what this is and about. And maybe that's what should be encouraging to us when we're out here. You know, we're praying for, mm-hmm. I mean, we all have our prayer intentions. We have our list. I think it mm-hmm. grows exponentially. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, when? When will the, you know, when will this healing come? When will this? But we have to, there's that trust factor mm-hmm. again, I guess, too. Is that Be persistent. Yes. That's the trust. Fa- he trusts that he wants you to to live a life immersed in the love of your beloved forever. That's what he wants for you. Which is pretty mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing, right? There's this this odd notion of Christianity out there that God burdens us and restricts us on earth so we can earn our way into heaven. Mm -hmm. But do you really think God died on the cross so you could be miserable? Really? Right? I mean, that's... That's what we're thinking. He dies on the cross. We kind of live that way. Yeah, he didn't die on the cross. He'd be miserable. He died on the cross so that he could live with his beloved in ecstasy forever. I was listening the other day to Rafi sing, right? 
He's got the whole world in his hands, I right? Love so, Raffi. Exactly. It's a fringe benefit of being a grandparent. You get to listen to Raffi and nobody can judge you for it, right? right. But, but there's a cool point in that song is that, is that God may have the whole world in his hands. Mm-hmm. Would you think about it? It's a lot to keep track of. Mm-hmm. But in spite of all the responsibility, God still lifts me up and holds me to his heart, right? That's what, that's what our relationship with God is. He's got the whole world in his hands, but he still finds me and draws me in and embraces me to his heart. You know, we're, we're back to the square one again, which is, and it's a good square, it's personal. It is. Don't get caught up in thinking of crowds, of this. Don't project out that way. It's a personal relationship. We were joking a little bit at the beginning because I said, you know, if somebody comes up to me and says, you know, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? I mean, I know where they're mm-hmm. coming from. Like, do you pray? Mm-hmm. I would say, yes, I eat his body and drink his blood. Mm-hmm. Like at least every week. Mm-hmm. How do you get more personal than that, right? You don't. You don't. <laughs> so we, we're so, we are so fortunate and blessed to be mm-hmm. Catholic and have the Blessed Sacrament. Yeah, and we need to we, act like that. We need to act like it. You know, we've got th- it's mm-hmm. three years, I think it's three years of Eucharistic revival. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, that's a good place to start, isn't it? So mm-hmm. revive. Too bad we've got to end the show. Yes. <laughs> Starting and ending. Here we go. Well, we're out of time. But we invite you to join us every Friday at 1230 on AM 720 for the Family Show. And keep us in your prayers. For Brenda and Randy Lee, I'm Eleanor Rossman, and we leave you with the beautiful sound of Seasons. Mm-hmm.